Hey guys, Katie here, founder and director of Pulp Town, Orlando's almost daily cheat sheet to the city. Welcome back to a new episode of 15 Minutes in Pulp Town. Took a little brief hiatus to enjoy the holidays. And here we are now back to work and what a back to work it has been. So much is going on in Orlando. And today we're just gonna jump right into it with the five hot topics of the week. So Little 500 Go-Karts closed over the weekend. It has closed after almost 54 years in business. Longtime and native Orlandoans who grew up here grew up going to there, going to that place. It's located in Maitland. And according to a post I read, the owner, Randy Klein, said he's closing the business because nobody in the family has wanted to take the reins. Sad, sad day for Little 500 Go-Karts and for all the people who, again, grew up here and grew up going there. That said, there are currently no plans to sell the property at the moment. Um, number two, Orlando is getting a digital twin in the metaverse. Orlando Economic Partnership has hired a firm to develop a digital version of Orlando. And as of today, it would be the first of its kind in the country. It's basically like The Sims, but in real life, but still digital. So meta. Um, the Sims playing The Sims. I don't know. Us playing ourselves in the metaverse. Us recording this podcast in the metaverse, maybe, Vic? Metapods. Metapods? Is that a Pokemon? I don't That's know. It sounds more like menopause. Menopause. <laughs> menopause. My brain barely grasps NFTs. Um, and in some weird reality, the metaverse is already seeing folks like NASA, Disney, and Houser Bush. Big companies are already jumping over to create digital versions of themselves. People are buying up digital real estate. And I don't mean they're buying like websites. They're literally buying Monopoly House versions of their homes or concert venues. So you can always attend a concert in the metaverse. I think this is what my grandfather would have probably warned me about. You can read more at Bungalower. Um, Orlando's Going Meta with Digital Twin is the name of the article. The Orlando Slingshot and Orlando Freefall are now open at Icon Park. That makes the entertainment complex the land of the giants. Three of the world's tallest attractions are all now in place and ready to rock at Icon Park. The Orlando Slingshot stands at 300 freaking feet tall, making it the world's tallest slingshot. It's a two-tower attraction that launches two riders at a time out of an exploding volcano, approximately 450... (laughs) feet straight up into the sky, reaching speeds of up to 100 miles per hour. The Orlando Freefall stands at 430 feet, making it the world's tallest freestanding drop tower. There are 30 riders that can ride at a time. And yeah, you're just going to free fall from the sky and your speeds there could reach over 75 miles per hour. You want to check out those attractions? You go do you, boo-boo. That sounds terrifying to me, but you can visit orlandoslingshot.net or just head to Icon Park's website at iconparkorlando.com. Stonewall Bar has closed, according to an article in Watermark. The popular nightclub in Paramore posted to its Facebook page December 31st that it was temporarily closing due to unforeseen circumstances. As conveyed within the article, this will remain closed until new ownership is secured for the Church Street nightclub. Owner Steve Watkins says the shutdown happened because the bar's current operators did not come up with the money to purchase Stonewall from him by December 29th, which is when it was agreed upon that they would do so. He's since moved on to Fort Lauderdale and he's been trying to sell the spot for years because he says he just can't keep with the upkeep at this time. We'll continue to follow that story to see what happens to Stonewall. 
The city of Orlando is opening a free COVID-19 drive through testing site at Camping World Stadium today. That's Monday. Rapid and PCR tests will be available seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. or until capacity is reached. There will be no vaccines given at this site. If you have been someone who's been testing in the last week or a couple weeks, one can tell you that capacity gets reached pretty quickly. And there are people waiting in line sometimes for four to six hours, sometimes for 13, and it's a little wild. So City of Orlando is stepping up to open this new drive through testing site in hopes of taking off the heat from some of the other locations as well. The Omicron variant is currently battering Florida. Samples from Altamont Springs wastewater show a nearly 10,000% increase of the COVID-19 Omicron variant detected since Thanksgiving. And much of the world and its transmissibility eclipses earlier COVID-19 variations. The good news is that we're not in the same place we were spring 2020 or even last fall, because as more is known about the current strain of the virus and increasing numbers of Florida residents have been vaccinated, there are less deadly cases to report. A recent report by the University of Florida biostaticians estimated that anywhere between 70 to 80 percent of Floridians will have contracted COVID-19 by the end of this current Omicron wave. One silver lining that the researchers found is that fewer people, far fewer people, are less likely to be hospitalized compared to earlier surges. Governor DeSantis is all in on monoclonal antibodies and has asked the federal government for two times more than our current allotted shipment of 15,000 doses of Regeneron that is currently heading our way. All right, real quick, some food news. West Coast burger chain Fat Burger is heading to Orlando. There was talk late last year about a possible in and out heading this way, but that didn't go anywhere. And so now we've heard that Fat Burger is coming to town and they plan to open 10 stores in Central Florida. There is no date currently set for their first opening, but yeah, 10 stores in Central Florida will be very exciting. And big Fat Burger fans that I know are pretty pumped. And going right along with the food news, Bubba Lou's announced it's closing its Apopka chain due to the impact from COVID-19. They announced a few months back that they would be closing their original store in Winter Park. And that's where Pig Floyd's will be opening its second location with a drive through no less. Bubba Lou's still has two other stores open at the moment, one in Altamont Springs and another off Conroy Road. State Rep Geraldine Thompson has introduced a new bill that would offer Groveland for descendants scholarships and business loans. It's an effort to honor Ernest Thomas, Samuel Shepard, Walter Irvin, and Charles Greenlee, the group widely known as the Groveland Four. All four men were wrongly accused of raping a white woman in 1949. The group was exonerated this past year after previously being posthumously pardoned. Thompson said, instead of a pot of money, reparations can come in the form of scholarships. The bill is set to allow an annual amount of $6,100 for up to 50 students per year with descendants of the Groveland Four being first on the list. You can read more about that by heading over to clickorlando.com and looking up stories about the Groveland Four. Specifically, the article is new bills offer Groveland Four descendant scholarships and business loans. Let's keep moving right along to the events that we've got going on this week that you should be checking out. Starting on Thursday, January 13th, Frida Kahlo's themed art show is coming to town at Lou Gardens. It's a two-night event that kicks off at 6 p.m. Thursday, same time also happening Friday. You can see works from over 35 different artists from across the state. The artists were asked to draw Frida in a way that like maybe had not been seen before, so it is bound to be a good time. Tickets are only $11 and include three drink tickets, and parking is free. You can get tickets over at the unusualfrida.com address. 
Also happening Thursday night, the monthly wine and art walk in Thornton Park from 6.30 to 9.30. There are over 20 destinations for you to stop for a tasty libation, art, live music, DJ, artist, all the things. Your admission includes a wristband and a glass and a map of the participating locations. Glass pickup this month is happening at the veranda and tickets are $10 in advance or $15 at the door happening friday friday through sunday or friday and sunday rise and shine it's the first show in the new steinmetz hall at dr phillips center this is a massive performance with over 250 artists participating it is a one-of-a-kind two-day showcase of diverse talent from across central florida and it starts at 7 30 p.m Friday and Sunday, tickets are $35 and up. And speaking of, there are multiple shows currently planned for the next few weeks as part of the Dr. Phillips Center Grand Celebration as they debut the Steinmetz Hall. Upcoming concerts include Leon Bridges, Jennifer Hudson, Royal Ballet and Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and more. Also happening Friday through Sunday, the Antiques and Collectors Extravaganza is going down at Renegers and Mount Dora. That's Friday through Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. all three days. And there's over 800 vendors out there selling antiques, collectibles, vintage, all their wares, shows outdoors, open air buildings, tents, all the things. Parking is free. And I think vendors are possibly still accepted if you want to reach out to those kind folks to see if you can show your stuff. Again, Friday through Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m., Mount Dora, Renegers. That's going on. Moving right along, Saturday, January 15th, if you are in the Claremont area, there is a mega food truck rally happening from 4 to 9 p.m. There will be 20 food trucks, wine, beer, vendors, music, all the things. Stores will be open late for shopping. That's happening again downtown Claremont in free admission. And then a few other events that are happening Saturday, As Seen in Florida exhibit. That is an exhibit, an artist talk, talk with the artist at Snap Downtown. The As Seen in Florida artists are people from, you guessed it, Florida. Um, and so you can meet them, meet the photographers, talk with them. Lauren Mitchell, Stephen Benson, Matt Roberts, and Frank Hallam Day, Frank Hallam Day. And that will be moderated by Snap Orlando founder Patrick Kahn. The exhibit is on display through January 22nd. The location is Snap Orlando at 420 uh, downtown. Actually, South Eola is what I think the neighborhood is considered. Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 6. This specific event, again, is happening Saturday, January 15th, and you get to meet the artist. And then lastly, the heavy and the foreigner, the foreigner culinary experience is going down at the heavy. It's a multi-course omakase menu style dinner from chef Bruno Fonseca. The man is a legend in the kitchen. 7.30 p.m. You get to learn from him, taste his amazing food. Tickets are a little pricey, but it's because you're getting like your bang with your buck, but they're about 135. You can find out more about that by heading to the foreigner culinary experience. And speaking of next week, we'll talk about this but they are starting a new dinner party with the heavy called supper club and so that will feature different food vendors in town and so i'm pretty excited to tell you more about that next week and speaking of january 15th i can't let you go without reminding you that it's the last day to enroll for healthcare. if you haven't already the deadline was extended until january 15th and you can sign up for new healthcare, new insurance through the healthcare marketplace All right, and we're down to the end of today's episode, and we always end it with five people in the city that you should be following over on Instagram. Starting with 
Beer Spa Orlando. If you haven't been yet out on iDrive, you can literally soak your worries away in a bathtub full of beer. Super nice people. They reached out to me, asked me if I wanted to come check it out. I haven't been yet, but I have seen other people and other friends who have, and they said that they had a great time. And I guess like what's better than drinking beer than laying in it? I personally am looking forward to checking it out. You can follow them on Instagram, Beer Spot Orlando. Number two, Gooey Ooey Cookies. I like that name. It's catchy. Gooey Ooey, G-O-U period O-U-I gooey ooey real quick and to the point um is new to soto michelle and anthony are owners the grand opening actually just happened over the weekend but the cookies are huge massive like people are just over the top with their cookie making these days and they look so delicious again that is gooey.ooey g-o-u.o-u-i on instagram Number three, Kaya Orlando, Kaya, K-A-Y-A dot Orlando is the new Filipino restaurant opening in the former Dandelion. Word on the street is that they have goals of opening by April. I personally can't wait. That is right around the corner for me, and I am looking forward to getting some lumpia. Oh, such good stuff. Anyway, so yeah, Kaya Orlando, if you're not following them already, Kaya dot Orlando. Number four, CFCA Arts, Central Florida Community Arts. Justin Muccioni, I just spoke with him. He is the vice president of creative and production for the organization. Full disclosure, they are a client or a partner's partner of Pulp Town. I had an interview with him, a, a Zoom interview, and he is the nicest guy. And I learned so much about Central Florida Community Arts and taking out the fact that we are partnering with them i just think what they're doing is really awesome stuff and like hearing from him why cfca cfca got started which is really inspiring and so basically they have a mission of making the arts affordable and accessible one central floridian at a time they are currently about to kick off their new season so they are accepting like anybody who wants to be a part of their choral group or the orchestra or even their kids program and yeah, I just think they're rad, and I think you should learn more about more about them. So Central Florida Community Arts, and on Instagram, that is CFCA Arts. <laughs> Lastly, Trophy Room Store. Trophy Room Store is has big plans of coming sometime this year to the downtown area. They are going in right next door to the DGX, which is like the Dollar General Express. If you haven't been already, they're really popular in big college towns and kind of like a 7-Eleven. But Trophy Room was once out at Disney, and that's where it first got its fame. Well, actually, its fame probably came from... The person who owns it is Michael Jordan's son, but he sells all these like one-of-a-kind shoes. It's just really cool stuff. I've just seen some construction rumblings happening over there. So if you are any sneakerheads out here and are interested, uh, I would give them a follow because I'm going to guess that they will have some news for us coming soon. That is it. I tried to be diverse in my selections today and just pick things from food to drinks to arts to shoes. And so hopefully you will have learned someone new to follow in the community after listening to today's episode. And speaking of, that's it for today. That's it. So you made it and you hung out with me from the start, from the jump to the end of it. And I appreciate you. And I will see you next week. Um, we've got some good interviews lined up in the weeks ahead and I'm going to maybe shake this up a bit so anyway thanks for hanging out i will see you in your inboxes tuesday through friday if i don't see you back here next monday for another episode of 15 minutes in pulp town you gonna do it stay pulpy over there, <laughs> that's my favorite part <laughs>